Welcome to our podcast, Inside SAP S4HANA, the official. We will share all we know to make your SAP S4HANA project a success. We've already the fifth episode on that topic. I'm Yannick Pederschmidt from the Product Success and Customer Co-Innovation team with SAP. Under the motto, there's no customer success without product success and project success, we have invited two people coming from the projects. We've invited today Patrick Rödelmeier and Klaus Trier for, from the SAP Digital Business Services, as announced in the previous episode. So, hi Klaus. Hey, hello, Yannick. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Yannick. Thanks for being with me today. It's a pleasure to ha have you in that con new constellation, although we know each other a little bit. Um, well, tell us, who are you? What's your role at SAP as of today? Maybe we start with you, Klaus. Yeah, pleasure. Thank you a lot for the for the invitation, uh, Yannick. Um, Klaus Troyer, working for SAP approximately since 15 years. Um, my role in the DBS organization is basically a customer engagement uh, principal, CEP. And uh, I'm responsible for um, the first inquiry when the customer contact us. Cloud could be a possible interesting solution for them until they have signed the contract. So during this life cycle, um, I have interaction with the customer. Okay. What about you, Patrick? Yes, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I'm with SAP since 2011 and started there as a dual student. And then after three years of on-prem consulting and global trade processes, I joined um, the DBS S4HANA cloud services team, like Klaus, we're in the same team. And there I'm since 2017, so I started there with the 1708 release, for those who knows uh, what the releases are. And in my current role, I'm leading S4HANA cloud implementations or I'm safeguarding partner-led implementations at customers um, with value assurance service. Okay, very cool. Thanks to the two of you for being with us. Before we go deeper in your role in the S4HANA ecosystem, um, Patrick, tell me one thing I should know about you. Yeah, born and raised in Mannheim and I love to watch hockey and for sure my favorite club, the Eagles of Mannheim. Very cool. And what about you, Klaus? Normally people say the last child which you have has normally a fewer. So I'm a dog owner since a short while. And uh, I have to admit, it feels like uh, having an additional child. Okay. Congratulations <laughs> then to the addition to Thank the you family. Very much. Okay. Uh, Klaus, as we're with you, can you give us some details on what's behind the service, uh, the services quick start and value assurance? Yes, I will do. Uh, we offer from DBS uh, two kinds of services for our customer. The one is the quick start, um, where SAP will let the implementation um, for the customer. The idea is we are the system integrator and we, um, we will be, or we are the part uh, during the implementation from the prepare phase, explore phase, from the realization phase until the deployment. Um, we are the project team together with the partner, uh, sorry, with the customer. The other one which we have is value assurance. Value mm -hmm. assurance, um, the customer decided to go with a partner to do the implementation, but he asked us whether we can safeguard the implementation. And the safeguarding is basically done uh, via reviews, what we will do during the implementation phases. Okay, so your role is to set up the engagement, if I get it right. So when you're in discussion with the customers, what is, according to you, the major differences 
between what you probably did a couple decades before and now uh, with the cloud engagement? Yeah, I would say one of the major difference what we have is the understanding of the cloud. So we call it the cloud readiness, the cloud mindset. If the customer has the cloud mindset, um, I would say this is half of the success in order to complete a project. This is one for us, the, the major difference what we have uh, when the customer or when we did on-prem project or when on-prem project was done for the customer and now today with the, with the cloud projects. Um, the other topic is, um, is of course, that um, we force the customer to do more tasks um, during the implementation, uh, which we have to explain to him that this is his responsibility. Uh, it's not done by the project team, it's done basically uh, from the customers, uh, what he has to do, um, change management, um, learnings, um, but also to do the, uh, the decision um, that uh, certain kind of business processes has to be uh, adopted and has to be accepted by the business department. Okay. Once the customer has signed an implementation project with, with SAP DBS, um, how are we engaging with them during the project phase and what is the most, the, the main focus that you would have then, Patrick, when you start to engage with a customer? Yeah, so first of all, as Klaus, Klaus said, without the participation of the customer and their business users per line of business, the project will simply fail. So there's a lot of responsibility also at customer side, and that's why we need to work very closely with the customer in each of the phases. And I assume you already know the activate phases, and this is um, basically where I'm engaging with the customer. So. First of all, we start with the prepare phase. Sometimes I say that we should also do a preparation of the prepare phase. Why? Because the prepare phase is, in my point of view, the most important phase. Uh, because in that phase, you have to kick off. You have to setting the scene. You have to explain what Klaus just said. Um, what's new? What should you know in a an, in cloud environment? Um, also in terms of onboarding of Activate. Um, what how and where can you find all the assets um, and accelerators mm -hmm. to, um, to accelerate the project, as well as how do I work with a starter system where I can test all the best practices we have in the, in the S4HANA cloud um, system and also um, the restrictions of S4HANA cloud, like how are the provisioning processes, what are the deadlines, when do I have to request the um, queue system because there are also some freeze zones where I'm not allowed to request or get in system. So you need to be aware of this. And, um, and as well as to define with the customer what, is the what are the targets and who will do what decision because decisions are the most important thing in an S4HANA cloud project and I will come to that I think a little bit later. And um, the next thing is the explore phase which is basically the, the major piece uh, of Activate because in the explore phase there we will do the fit to standard workshops. So here we are really close with the customer sitting in one room and going through all the best practices and, and processes that the customer can first time understand really what we have in S4HANA Cloud. And here it's really important that we also convince the customer that he has or should stick to the standard because every deviation they want to have from the standard is an extra effort and sometimes um, or it's more or less that the customer has to adapt 
themselves to the software and not vice versa. And um, for sure, if you have um, complex processes um, in your company, you have to align those new processes within your organization. And this takes a little bit time and for sure some decisions. Um, the next phase would be the, the realize phase, which is most projects not the biggest piece because the configuration itself is not, not big because once the decisions are all made and the processes are understood, then the configuration can be done in a couple of days. Um, but for sure in the realize phase, you also have to test, test, test. And after the testing, you go into the solution walkthrough and at the end cut over planning and migration piece, which is normally um, we're doing in parallel for sure. So we're not starting with the migration at the end. It's an ongoing procedure, which you also should start from the very first beginning. Let me ask you a question on that. I understand why the realization phase can go fast, because you stick to a standard. But who wants to stick to a standard? I mean, most of your customer may come from an on-premise background, history, decades of on-premise development, great ERP, great toolbox to do whatever you want on top of existing end-to-end -end processes. So how do you cope with those customers and their expectation to eventually get great software from ACP, but go beyond and open the toolbox and extend and go wherever they want, as they did in the past? And this is exactly the challenge because um, I have one customer um, has 14 countries in scope, has more than three non-SAP ERP systems like Infor, Navision, and, and you name it. And as you said, every company is, is running their processes in a different system, so it's not harmonized. They're having different um, business partner, different materials, so the the crucial piece here is that they have to align to a new best practice processes from S4HANA Cloud. So they have to get rid of their old world. And that's why we say stick to the standard, that they adapt themselves with their complex, or complex processes they have right now, that they stick to our new and simple processes. And this is the, the, the tricky part, because sometimes they are so um, complicated in their processes that this takes a lot of time to to step down and to say, okay, what is really the must-have of this process mm -hmm. and then stick to it. And not saying we want to have the old world in the new world, then it would be more like a system conversion. With S4HANA Cloud, most of mm -hmm. our projects wants to have it more simple and harmonized. Mm -hmm. Would you say that they accept those new standards and stick to the standard because there's no alternative in the product? Or would you say that there's for them a value to go away from the complexity and focus more on standardized process? Because it's, you're losing some liberty to some extent. Yes, but you also gain more um, innovations because if you stick to the standard and you, you take the um, release cycles you get every three months, then you always have the chance to enhance yourself very, very quick because um, the more complex you are, the harder, harder it is to um, get ready for the new innovations. So you even have more to do with the new release than if you just run the standard and then you can just land and expand with what you have. Mm -hmm. Okay, I understand. Now let's, let's have a look at some recent projects of you, Patrick. What would you say were the, the biggest challenges? There are always a lot of challenges, um, but it depends on the customer for sure. Um, we, I had once a customer who was completely new to SAP world. So that's the first challenge because normally from, from DBS consulting, we're speaking 
um, our SAP wording and terminology. And first of all, we need to understand the customer and their wording and then to, let's say, translate their needs into our business processes and then from that to the system configuration. So this is sometimes a challenge because if I would just start away with some words like scope items and company codes and etc., then the customer would ask me, stop, 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 what is a company code in your world? So it starts sometimes with just SAP words. Um, and this also takes time. So if the customer is really a net new SAP customer, you also should have a little bit of time to get him onboarded on our um, terminology and um, yeah, wording, let's say. Um, another challenge is, as, as Klaus said in the beginning, it's the organizational readiness, like the, the cloud mindset and also like who will be the, um, the, um, the stakeholder, who will be the persons doing decisions. And this is mostly a challenge because if you implement a new software and you have a lot of or different line of businesses involved, then sometimes they don't want to talk or don't want to be um, depending on someone else. They want to do their own decisions. But in S4HANA Cloud, you have to know that there are some settings they count globally. They count for the whole system. So they need to get aligned and they need to sometimes take a decision which counts for the system and also for other countries. So they need to talk with each other and work closely together. This is, in most cases, a challenge because there are sometimes too many people involved. Mm -hmm. And um, for sure, during a project, you have um, always the challenges that you have to run your, your fit-to-standard workshops in parallel. And also, if you talk about sales processes, with every sales process, there's also financial transactions in the background. So how do you get those people together? So the one uh, workshop is running about sales and then the parallel in finance, but you also need to talk together. You always need to, to get together and, um, and refine or let's say to, to align about the new processes. And this takes also some time and gets uh, underestimated. And um, I would also say interfaces is a big thing. We know that we have best practice integrations, um, but we also have just um, a lot of APIs and possibilities. And, and the more possibilities you have, the, the customer wants to include or integrate more and more systems, and then the project gets bigger and bigger. And we know that interfaces sometimes get a little bit underestimated because you also need to test at the end all end-to-end -end processes and I think this is also um, a big challenge at the end, not to just test a new ERP, but also test all your integrations um, that they are up and running. And um, yeah, but I would say if you, if you ask me what's the, really like the lessons learned, um, which I can um, give to the audience would be the global setting topic, because in S4HANA Cloud, there are some settings which you cannot change anymore once they are implemented. And imagine you have a multi-country rollout, which I also have with um, two of my customers. Um, as I said, one of them has 14 countries in scope. They need to align. They need to be aligned. What will be the global setting? Because they, the setting will be for the whole system. As an example, like business partner or uh, numbering. Yeah? The number ranges is something, it's co it counts for the whole system or the fiscal year variant for a country. Chart of accounts. Chart of accounts. So there are 
a lot of examples or the, the ledger, will it be local gap or IFRS? So those things needs to be discussed and aligned before you even start the project. So that's why I said the prepare phase is really important. Okay. So it's not one challenge, but it's a longer list of different challenges that you seem to manage pretty well with, with the team. And that's why the prepare phase should, should be um, good organized that you can tackle those okay. challenges okay. when you start your project. Okay. It's not Christmas yet, but if you now could come with three wishes you know, for a customer project, what would that be concretely? Yeah, so my wish would be for, for every customer starting with S4HANA Cloud that they really use the starter system to test all the best practice processes before they go into the fit to standard workshops. Because sometimes customers um, sitting there and say, okay, um, SAP or a partner is there and then we have our workshops and let's wait for the workshops and then we will get kind of entertained, they will show us the system. But Activate is also that you use your starter system to test and play around before you go into the fit to standard workshops that you are already um, knowledgeable and to, to take decisions in the workshop. So I would wish please use the starter system, please use the test scripts and, and, and learn, learn the system. The second one would be, if I have a wish, just give me one decision taker for the project that I don't need to align with all the other line of business stakeholders, just one guy or one, one woman just taking all the decisions for me. Um, this would, <laughs> would be a, a good win. And last but not least, it's um, at the end a business-driven implementation and not really an IT-driven implementation with S4HANA Cloud. So as we need the business, we need the business users from the customer and that they have enough time for the project to participate, to learn, to dig in, to support us in getting the things done. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's interesting because when you mention those three, it really feels so real because it looks like you faced them many, many times. Yeah, for sure. Now, back to my introductions. SAP success was, of course, fostered by a huge partner network, right? That helped us really scale and go global all over the place. And this is a question to you, Klaus, um, because I think even ACP DBS cannot cope with all of them after five years of you know, positioning and selling ACP S4HANA Cloud. So what is the, what is the amount of the percentage of project run by you guys? And what's then done by the partners? And how many partners are really like certified where the customer can trust them and run the project with them. Can you give us some facts there? Yeah, the um, situation is the following one. Um, customers contacted us and asked us um, which kind of partners are satisfy satisfied um, in order to interact with them. Um, what we normally do from DBS side, uh, we support each deal and if a, par if a customer would like to go with a partner, we support these deals as well because we see this as a huge benefit for the software and to get the software out to the customers. So basically, an exactly an exact number, um, what is done from our side there, we have the inside. Uh, so we are running basically at the moment 12 project in parallel. Mm -hmm. Project which I would say half of it is quick start mm -hmm. and half of it is uh, uh, value assurance, the one um, basically which um, Patrick has described as well. 
Um, but this is like the, the current situation what we have. Um, this does not reflect the projects which we have done in 2017, in 2018, but I would assume that we had most probably the same amount of project at that time as well. At least for our department. For ME, our, exactly. Yeah. It's for our department. Mm. It's for our region, the ME region, uh, where we um, have the, uh, the overview. Nevertheless, partners are running. And when we have partners who are really uh, mature in the implementation, um, also customers does not ask for value assurance because mm. they can do it as well alone. And um, we see that the situation are quite, uh, quite mature and uh, it's working very well. And um, so for therefore, there is no need for us to interact. Our main focus is really to concentrate on the bigger projects, on the co-innovation projects, on topics which was implemented the first time, um, because there yeah, the customer see the values that SAP is doing, or the customer is doing it together with SAP, um, because we have the, also the, the contact and uh, uh, the close up to the product man uh, uh, management and to the development. Okay, very interesting. Thanks a lot. Um, and that's why we're sitting in your building. And if we have issues, I just knock your directly door. Directly come and, yeah, to the product and, and organizations. That's where we sit cl very close together. It was very insightful to have your views. The next episode will actually bring the partner view as well with one of our um, uh, long-lasting partners in, in this ecosystem. Klaus, thanks a ton. Patrick, thanks a lot. Thanks to you here. as well. It was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I think this was very helpful. To me, it will be definitely helpful to the audience because it will give them a lot of food for thoughts uh, for the next step into their project. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it. Uh, if you'd like to submit a topic for a next episode, send your ideas via insidess 4 at sap.com. I repeat, insidess 4 at sap.com. Bye bye.